0: Welcome to Lore Club, where a bunch of friends from all over the internet come together to bring lore from our favorite games, fandoms, and more, to life. In today's episode, the Horditor goes to shave a rock, and learns the terrible nature of his relationship with Vivek. Then Vivek talks about love, and we hear their perspective of the battle at Red Mountain. This is the last entry on our production of the 36 Lessons of Vivek, so get subscribed to hear what comes next! Also, if you have an idea for some gaming lore we should cover, reach out on social media at lore underscore club, or join our public discord at thefanet.com slash join to share your thoughts. That's T-H-E-F-A-N-E-T dot com slash join. Then Vivek left the Litany Hall of the False Thinking Temple where he had brooded for so long, creating the scripture of the pounding light and went back to the space that was not a space. From the provisional house, he looked into the middle world to find the seventh monster called Lyrok. Rock was born of Vivek's second aperture and was thrown out of the pomegranate banquet by a member of the Sweeps, another forgotten guild. The Sweep did not take it for the monster that it was. And so he did not expect it to fly from his hand and into the heavens.
1: I am born of golden wisdom and powers that should have forever been unalike With this nature, I am invited into the hidden heaven.
0: By which he meant the scaled blanket made of not stars, whose number is 13. Lyrock became full of foolishness, haggling with the Void Ghost who hides in the religions of all men. The Void Ghost said,
1: Stay with me a full hundred years, and I will give you a power that no divinity dare disobey.
0: But before the hundred years was up, Vivek was already looking for Lyrak and found him. Stupid stone! To hide in the scaled blanket is to make a mark on nothing. His bargains are only for ruling kings. So Vivek sent the Hortator to the heavens to shave Lyrak asunder by the named axe. Nerevar made peace with the South Pole Star of Thieving, and the North Pole Star of Warriors, and the Third Pole Star, which existed only in the Aether, which was governed by the apprentice of Magnus the Sun. They gave him leave to wander among their charges, and gave him red sight by which to find lai Rock in the hidden heaven. By chance, Nerevar met the Void Ghost first, who told him that he was in the wrong place, to which the Hortator said, Me? Or you? And the Void Ghost said both. This sermon does not tell what else was said between these masters. lai Rock, however, used the confusion to launch his own attack on the city god Vivec. He was hastened by all three of the Black Guardians who wanted him swiftly gone, though they meant no hostility to the lord of the middle air. The citizenry of Vivec screamed as they saw a shooting star come down out of the skyhole like a toll road of hell, but Vivec merely raised his hand and froze Lyrock just above the city, and then he pierced the monster with Muatra. The practice of piercing the second aperture is now forbidden. When Nervar returned, he saw the frozen comet above his lord's city. He asked whether or not Vivec wanted it removed. I would have done so myself if I wanted, silly Hortida. I shall keep it there with its last intention intact, so that if the love of the people of this city for me ever disappear, so shall the power that holds back their destruction. Love is under your will only. Vivek smiled and told the Hortator that he had become a minister of truth. The ending of the words is almcevi.
1: Then Vivek left the Ministry of Truth and went back to the space that was not a space. From the Provisional House he looked into the middle world to find the eighth and final and mightiest monster called Gulga Mor Yil and more. The wise must look elsewhere for this string of power. Vivek called to his side the Hortator and this was the first time that Nerevar had ever been to the Provisional House. He had the same vision that Vivek had so many years ago, that of the two-headed ruling king. Who is that? The Red
0: Jewel of Conquest.
1: Nerevar, perhaps because he was frightened, became vexed at his lord's answer. Why are you always so evasive? Vivek told the Hortator that to be otherwise was to betray his nature. Together they moved into the Middle World, to a village near where Vivek had been found by Iam and Set. The Eighth Monster was there, but he did not act much like a monster. He sat with his legs in the ocean and with a troubled look on his face. When he saw his mother-father, he asked why he should have to die and return to oblivion. Vivek told the Eighth Monster that to be otherwise was to betray his nature. Since this did not seem to satisfy the monster, and Vivek still had a touch of Ayam's mercy, he said,
0: The fire is mine, let it consume thee and make a secret door at the altar of Padome, in the house of Boetia, where we become safe and looked after."
1: The monster accepted Muatra with a peaceful look, and his bones became the foundation for the city of the dead, Anan Narcis. Nerevar put away his axe, which he had at the ready, and frowned. Why did you ask me to come if you knew the Eighth Monster would give in so easily? Vivek looked at the Hortator for a long time. Nerevar understood. Do not betray your nature. Answer as you will.
0: I brought you here because I knew the mightiest of my issue would succumb to Muatra without argument. If only I gave him consolation first.
1: Nerevar looked at Vivek for a long time. Vivek understood.
0: Say the words, Hortada.
1: Now I am the mightiest of your children. Let this sermon be consolation to those who read it that are destined to die. The ending of the words is Alm sivi.
0: The Scripture of Love The formulas of proper Velothi magic continue in ancient tradition, but that virility is dead, by which I mean at least replaced. Truth owes its medicinal nature to the establishment of the myth of justice. Its curative properties it likewise owes to the concept of sacrifice. Princes, chiefs, and angels all subscribe to the same notion. This is a view primarily based on a prolific abolition of an implied profanity, seen in ceremonies, knife-fighting, hunting, and the exploration of the poetic. On the ritual of occasions, which comes to us from the days of the cave-glow, I can say nothing more than to loosen your equation of moods to lunar currency. Later, and by that I mean much, much later, my reign will be seen as an act of the highest love, which is a return from the astral destiny and the marriages between. By that I mean the catastrophes, which will come from all five corners subsequent are the revisions, differentiated between hope and the distraught, situations that are only required by the periodic death of the immutable. Cosmic time is repeated. I wrote of this in an earlier life. An imitation of submersion is love's premonition, its folly into the underworld, by which I mean the day you will read about outside of yourself in an age of gold. For on that day, which is a shadow of the sacrificial concept, all history is obliged to see me for what you are in love with evil. To keep one's powers intact at such a stage is to allow for the existence of what can only be called a continual spirit. Make of your love a defense against the horizon. Pure existence is only granted to the holy, which comes in a myriad of forms, half of them frightening and the other half divided into equal parts purposeless and assured. Late is the lover that comes to this by any other walking way than the fifth, which is the number limit of this world. The lover is the highest country and a series of beliefs he is the sacred city bereft of a double the uncultivated land of monsters is his rule this is clearly attested by anu and his double which love knows never really happened similarly all the other symbols of absolute reality are ancient ideas ready for their graves or at least the essence of such this scripture is directly ordered by the codes of Mithala, the origin of sex and murder defeated only by those who take up those ideas without my intervention. The religious elite is not a tendency or a correlation, they are dogma complemented by the influence of the untrustworthy sea and the governance of the stars, dominated at the center by the sword, which is nothing without a victim to cleave unto. This is the love of God, and he would show you more. Predatory, but at the same time instrumental to the will of critical harvest a scenario by which one becomes, as he is, of male and female, the magic hermaphrodite. Mark the norms of violence, and it barely registers. Suspended, as it is, by treaties written between the original spirits. This should be seen as an opportunity, and in no way tedious, though some will give up, for it is easier to kiss the lover than become one. The lower regions crawl with these souls, caves of shallow treasures, meeting in places to testify by way of extension when love is only satisfied by a considerable, incalculable effort. The ending of the words is Om
1: For these were the days of Resdania. When Keimer and Dwemer lived under the wise and benevolent rule of the Almsivi and their champion the Hortator, though the Dwemer had become foolish and challenged their masters. Out of their fortresses they came with golden ballistae that walked and mighty atronachs and things that spat flame and things that made killing songs. Their king was Dumach Dwarf Orc, but their high priest was Kagranach the Blighter. Under mountains and over them, the war with the Dwemer was raged. And then came the northern men to help Kagarnak, and they brought Ismir again. Leading the armors of the Chimer was the slave that would not perish, the Hortator Nerevar, who had traded his axe for the Ethos knife. He slew Dumak at Red Mountain and saw the heart bone for the first time. Men of Brass destroyed the Eleven Gates of the Morning Hold and behind them came the Dwemery Architect of Tone. am threw down her cloak and became the face-snaked queen of the three-in-one. Those that looked upon her were overcome by the meanings of the stars. Under the sea, Set stirred and brought the army he had been working on the castles of glass and coral. Clockwork dregs mockeries of the Dwemery war machines, rose up from the seas, and took their counterparts back beneath, where they were swallowed forever by the sea. Red Mountain exploded as the Hortator went too far inside, seeking the Sharmat. Each of the aspects of the Almsivi then rose up together, combining as one, and showed the world the sixth path. Iam took from the star its fire, Set took from it its mystery, and Vek took from it its feet which had been constructed before the gift of Molag Baal and destroyed in the manner of Truth, by a great hammering. When the soul of the Dwemer could walk no more, they were removed from this world. Resdania was no more. It had been redeemed of all the inequities of the foolish. The Amsivi drew nets from the beginning place and captured the ash of Red Mountain which they knew was the blight of the Dwemer and that would serve only to infect the whole of the middle world, and ate it. Altadun Dunmeri. The beginning of the words is Almsivi. I give you this as Vivek.
0: Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You just heard the 36 Lessons of Vivek, Sermons 33 through 36. We'll be starting some new stories very soon, so subscribe to get notified for whatever comes next. Our cast this time around included Alexander Olston as narrator on Sermon 34 and 36, Christopher Pickett as Void Ghost, myself as narrator on Sermons 33 and 35 and Vivek, Ryan O'Connor as Naravar, and Zachary Sweet as Ly Rock. Special thanks to Michael Kirkbride for writing so many incredible in universe books like this one. Our intro and outro music is provided by Yesif and available to you for the low, low price of royalty-free. Our artwork is by Jonathan Dockel. They wait, patient, ever watchful for your patronage. This episode was edited by me, Joseph R. for The Fanet. You can find everyone's links, additional credits, and a transcript of today's production in the show notes at thefanet.com slash loreclub. That's T-H-E-F-A-N-E-T dot com slash loreclub.